Hi, everyone, and welcome to All This and the Oscars 2, AwardsDaily.com's very infrequent but very, very highly prized um, podcast on the Oscar race. My name is Sasha Stone. I'm the founder of AwardsDaily.com. I'm here with three of our editors, Ryan Adams, Clarence Moy, and Mark Johnson. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hi. And we're starting out, we have some breaking news about the Golden Globes. Um, but we are also just going to start off with the news you may have heard on uh, Twitter. If you follow Mark Johnson, he recently suffered. Which you should, right? <laughs> you right. better. He's the he's right? like he's like the most other than I Ryan. Tweet he's almost <laughs> never. It's great. <laughs> I know. Like Ryan's the most popular on Twitter, but after Ryan, it's got to be Mark. Oh no way. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, are you forgetting yourself? Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm most hated. <laughs> Clarence and I will bring up the rear. It's fine. Yeah, there you go. So to speak. <clears throat> so, <laughs> um, okay, so Mark had a stroke, actually. I don't know if you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it, Mark? All right, that's fine. Tell, yeah, tell I, your story one more time. Sure. Um, so, yeah, uh, about 11 days ago or so, as of this recording... Um, I had a stroke. I, I won't go into all the details, but I guess I had three small strokes in the cerebellum, which is the area of the brain that handles balance. I was hospitalized for a few days. Um, I'm physically fine and, you know, no residual effects really. Um, but you know, mentally it's been, and emotionally it's been a scary ride the last almost two weeks. And, um, one of the things that my doctor's uh, kind of didn't force me, but heavily suggested that I, uh, skip Telluride this year. Um, since number one flying is really bad for blood pressure That's and right. they had a hard time getting my blood pressure down. Uh, but also the thin air in, uh, Colorado is, uh, another, uh, added negative toward it. So for those who know me, know I love Telluride. It's my favorite time of the year. And so to have this happen right before um, the event, uh, it's kind of heartbreaking. Um, the people there were nice enough, though, to hold my pass for next year. Great. Um, that's great. Which is, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And next next year is the 50th. So it'll be a, a huge one to attend. But I'm looking forward to, um, you know, following Clarence, Sasha, and, and others' coverage out of the festival. So, uh, uh, you know. <clears throat> We should start by saying we've just lost like our, like the captain of our ship, like literally the guy who holds <laughs> everything together. And it, it it's like Clarence and I are both kind of panicking because I was like, usually we get there and Mark's going to do all the grocery shopping and everything and he's going to well, lay listen. out the whole schedule and he's oh, going to yeah, make us peanut shopping. butter sandwiches every day. Right. And oh my God. Without right. that. <laughs> but, no, it's, I'll still have, I'll have the app. So I'll, I'll be able to look at the the movies and help if you need help with the, with the planning or, or whatnot. Oh. Um, but yeah, as much as I'm sad about it, I'm at the same time, it's hard to be too sad. Yes. I'm just, you know, thankful to be alive. And if it means missing one Telluride to get to the next 10 or 20, then mm-hmm. so be it. Now, you know? mm-hmm. I also want to say that I know a friend who had problems with his, he had like blood clots kind of thing, high blood pressure. And he had yeah. to wear compression socks when he flew so that, that's what they give pregnant women too when they fly so that oh. their blood pressure doesn't go too high. They're these really tight, weird socks, but they keep your blood from clotting and they keep blood clots from reaching your heart primarily is the main thing um, when right. you fly. So that that's a good thing to know about. Um, okay. But the altitude is a bad thing for what you've just been through for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and putting your body through that kind of stress on top of just the stress you've had wouldn't be smart, but I sure hope you can make it for the next... Um, yeah. and you might be able to make it out here for some of the end of the year stuff, like the critics choice, maybe, or yeah. some other things. Yeah. They, they mentioned the first like four to six months is the, I guess the range where a second stroke is, has higher odds of happening. So to be real careful in that time. So, mm. you know, something, something around February, you know, I might, I might be cleared to fly right, uh, you know, maybe for the Oscars. You never know if I get an invite to that. Mm. So we'll see. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know what the best part of having a stroke is? I can use it as an excuse for anything that I forget. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't remember. I had a stroke. Aww. Okay. You can't, can't really argue with that. 
I, I hope they have you hopped up on meds, like seriously. Oh, I have, I have like six meds, but none of them are like painkillers. I'm not in any pain. But no, but I like mean, you know, the pressure. good stuff. The yeah, the blood thinners and the all that. Yeah, blood thinner, blood pressure, cholesterol. I've got like six or seven daily meds. That's great. You know, blood pressure medication kept my grandma alive a really long time. So it's I'm I'm yeah. a believer in that. I know it's not really fun to take it. Oh, I, I feel no side effects from any of it. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, totally fine. All right, back to the show. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> back to the show. We wasted enough time now. <laughs> um, all right. Okay, so we just heard that the Golden Globes are coming back to NBC. This is fantastic news. Um, I haven't had a chance to post it yet here, but, um, but you know, the Golden Globes were canceled, obviously, for... Uh, there was just too much scandal that year, whatever year it was, that they were accused of. Um, you know, we don't need to go into it, but it was it was a it was it was a moment for them of reckoning with their past and you know their place in the industry. And they they have a lot of enemies. They have a lot of people who've been kind of targeting them for years, publicists and journalists and everything. But I've always liked them because they are a group, the only group that is outside of the bubble, you know, of film Twitter, so that you, you tend to get a better or a more interesting selection of films that aren't the same films that you get all through Critics Awards and, you know, all the early precursors. So having the Golden Globes to me is like a, a way to diversify the pool a little bit, the, the options. I um, mean, they, they tend to be a little bit more populist because they have a comedy musical category. And so they can sometimes pick things that are more broad. Um, we can talk about what we think they're going to. I mean, obviously Elvis is going to be <laughs> very highly uh, placed at uh, at the Golden Globes and, and should do very well. Austin Butler will very likely win his first prize there. So that's the first big news. And then now we're going to go on ahead and talk about uh, Elvis. So has everybody here seen Elvis? Yes, I have. Yep. Mark? Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Okay, good. All right, so um, am I the only one that absolutely loved Elvis? <laughs> oh, I did too. <laughs> okay, Claire, it's good. Maybe a little bit less than you. Um, I don't know that I'd use the M word with it, but um, may, I need to see it again because I was very distracted. I saw it with my son um, when we were on our trip, and I was very distracted because he moves a lot in the theater seat, and then I was I got on this this weird thing about is does he like this movie oh my god have i forced him to see, sit through this two and a half hour movie about elvis presley and he's totally miserable and this is his trip for his graduation <laughs> but uh he ended up really liking it responding to it quite a bit so um but yes he I, is I like an absolutely adorable child like just very smart very independent thinker a really cool dude he's gonna do just fine in life no surprise thank there. you no surprise well. there, and good luck. I mean, that's that's a that's a good good little son there you raised. He's not little; he's tall, but he's <laughs> taller than me. You, you met him no, easy, really? I met him, yeah, because they came. Yeah. He, he uh -huh. took me to see um, Moulin Rouge here in L.A., which was uh -huh. very kind of you. Thank you. We went mm -hmm. with Karen Peterson and and uh, Cal oh, and Clarence, nice. yeah. And then we went to El Coyote afterwards, of course, <laughs> and. Uh, very cool. And Moulin Rouge was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Speaking of a uh, uh, Boz Fest. <laughs> it was. It was really incredible. It was so great to be able to go to it. Like, it just felt almost like being back in a normal world, you know? Yeah, and that theater is gorgeous, too. I've never been in that theater. It's the uh, the Pantages. Is mm -hmm. that how you say it? Or the Yeah, Pantages. Yeah. And on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, that's a wild show. It is like slipping away into another world when you when you get in there out of the off the streets of Hollywood. Um, that was incredible. So thank you again. Um, You're all right. So I think Elvis is a strong best picture contender. I saw it a second time. It's long, but the the clientele skewed older. And even though it's it's not in the main theater anymore and it's been playing a while, it's still got applause at the end. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Like the audience really loved it. Everybody was crying as we walked out. Hmm. How about you, Ryan? What do you think? I <laughs> I like it. I like it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I need to see it again too. Uh, I um, it's not exactly what I expected, but I liked it. I mean, I'm not. I don't have anything bad 
I want to be that guy today. I don't want to be the. Uh, I will. I I guess I I may be expected <laughs> more, but uh, yeah, it's it's fine. It's really it's really. And I agree. It's it's definitely for definitely probably definitely probably in for in if he wins best actor early for me to be saying that sort yeah, of thing so, yet. I mean, we have a lot of great performances coming for sure. So that's, I, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I hate to like mm-hmm. overboard for it right now because see what how the rest of the year plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the in the context of the Golden Globes, he would be almost the immediate front runner in in that category for uh, comedy or musical actor because he checks a lot of boxes that at least the old Hollywood foreign press um, would follow um, you know mm-hmm. he's good looking he's he's got a lot of buzz about him and he you know gives a very good performance um, a great performance even um, so I think uh, he definitely would be nominated and it would have to be um, a Really tremendous performance to beat him for that award. That's right. I, mean, I will say that better than I like the the last couple of of uh, male singer star biopic Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocketman. I like it sure way better. I thought. Yeah, and I think if Bohemian Rhapsody can get in, Elvis can get in. I mean, I don't think well, Elvis just... Elvis is as hated as Bohemian Rhapsody was. Do you? No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, by David Ehrlich, maybe. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, Bohemian Rhapsody did gross a billion dollars worldwide. Oh, I know. I know. Um, I'm, right. It was I, a phenomenon. People, didn't, people loved it, for sure. Yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah. Elvis is probably around somewhere between 250 and 300 worldwide, which is still um, a very respectable number, but uh, not in that same league as uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. I just meant automatically. For me, it's, it, 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 I with this, with the filmmaking, the other two. The incredible thing about Elvis is that if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, kind of incredible, 10,000 verified ratings, 94%. And then the critics have it at 78%. Like, oh, to me, that's like everything that's wrong with the Oscar race, because <laughs> the Oscar should be going with the one that's 94%. <laughs> you know, like that makes them for a more interesting show. You know, than than if they don't, if they only go for the ones in my, that's just my opinion. But I think 78 is really low. I read a lot of the reviews and I think that there are people who are overthinking it. It's not a movie that you should really be analyzing. It's kind of like Moulin Rouge. Like that that movie Mm. didn't get such great reviews in the beginning either. Because And Life of Pi is another one like that, where it's like Mm. they're, they're kind of unicorns. Like they just are themselves and you have to just sort of acclimate to them. And then when you do, it has a place in your heart forever. You know, when that movie holds a place in your heart, flaws and all, you know, Um, that's how I feel about Elvis. And granted, it's very popular on TikTok. And that has had a definite influence on me. You know, when you see people showing over and over again how much they love a movie, it does sort of change how you see the movie as opposed to people being snarky on Twitter. So I'm... I'm a big Elvis fan, and I'll be pushing this all the way through to the end. I mean, I I agree that like Tom Hanks is a problem. <laughs> like, yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I, that's what I, snarky on a podcast, especially this early in the season. It's like Tom Hanks did everything he could to like ruin this movie. As far, as, I don't. It's not snarky. I mean, no. it's just I just that's how I felt about it. I didn't enjoy seeing or hearing him at all. The 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 accent, and I don't. I'm not fond at all of, of this recent trend of rising actors completely under, you know, a thousand pounds of prosthetics like that. And, and really, if you're going to change their energy like that, it just, I'm not impressed by that. I don't know. I wish they would stop doing it. I, w- I didn't like it. I didn't like it in House of Gucci and I don't like it in this. I don't like it ever. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that was my take with uh, Elvis as well as I thought Austin Butler was terrific. I think, you know, <clears throat> he'll be a, strong contender on my breakthrough performers piece that we do annually. And, um, but just, I wish they would, would have, you know, maybe not told it from Tom Hanks's character's perspective. Yeah. Right. Um, because it it, is, as a, as a support, we just like popped in from time to time. That might've been all right. It was just through line of the movie. And uh, I, you know, it was bookended with him and, Right. I didn't enjoy but that at all. I mean, but then that accent, too. That accent. And that you know. accent you've desperately tried to shed. 
purely West Virginia. <laughs> Who was your father? Did he stink of the lambs? Always comes back to the lambs. <laughs> I, I thought it was a good movie, though. I, I had fun with it, and, and I thought he was terrific. And I can see why people were crying because that last scene of Elvis, you know, playing in his final, you know, yeah. days. Oh, uh, so yeah. good. And Elvis is so iconic, and mm-hmm. you know. So it, it was good. I I would, you know, if I was giving it out of four stars, I'd probably give it three. You know, it was in that range. Yeah, Couldn't I would have been a three star until I saw it the second time. And the second yeah. time, as with Moulin Rouge, it, it kind of all came together for me. That I understand why they did it because, you know, anybody who knows Elvis's story knows that the villain in his story is Colonel Tom Parker. Everybody knows that. And so it's hard to tell the story without telling it about the guy who pretty much destroyed Elvis Presley's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he tried to sort of weasel out of it. I thought it was an interesting rumination on what did destroy Elvis. They obviously gloss over a lot of things. Like my woke niece was like, he's a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was like, he's not. If anything, he was a pederast. He wasn't a pedophile. Ped- pedophiles, and we won't get into that. <laughs> but, um, no, if you want if you want pedophile, you go to um, Great Balls of Fire starring Dennis yeah. Quaid because that is Jerry 100% Lewis. a pedophile. <laughs> and, and, you know, Elvis famously waited till Priscilla was 18 before he slept with her, you know, and even she says that. Mm. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like he, yes, she was 14 when they got together. And yes, today's generation can't really handle that. And yes, that's going to cause the movie some problems if it starts to do well in the Oscar race. There's going to be a million things that oh, they're going to do to take take this movie apart. That would be it. it will. It's going to happen. Oh, so prepare yourself. God. But the thing is, is that at the end of the day, to me, Austin Butler is so good, and the way yeah. he Baz Luhrmann focused it so much on the musical influences of him. Yeah. Uh, um, meant, I think, in the retrospect, you know, when you watch it again, Tom Hanks sort of fades a little bit and okay. you see all mm. the other stuff. Um, but, you know, with Oscar movies, you have to just go on the first pass, you know, so because they don't usually see movies twice. So it's like, does it sell on the first pass? I think it's going to land a little like Moulin Rouge did. People are going to love it or they're not going to like it, or, you know. And so I think it'll, it will do well. I think people like pundits that I've seen at Gold Derby and different places downgrading this movie. I think that's a mistake. And mainly because, you know, it's always better in the Oscar race to work with what you know versus what you don't know. You know, like if you're saying, well, I think that Brendan Fraser is going to win for The Whale. Now, that's a pretty good guess, but you don't know. You haven't seen the movie. You have absolutely no idea if that's going to be a good performance or not um, in a movie that's going to be good or not. You just don't know, right? But you know Austin Butler is incredible in this part. Mm -hmm. So that counts for a lot, you know. Another thing that will help Elvis is it's going to do well in the lower of other categories. Um, costume. Oh, yeah. Per- Catherine Martin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, editing. I mean, there's a lot of editing. Editing in that movie. And, <laughs> it's like edited. And, <laughs> and even though, you know, we don't necessarily like the, the fat suit, it's going to be nominated. Makeup. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that's, that's it's, it's one of the reasons why I don't. I'm not crazy about it. It's like they're they're making a play for that, you know. Right. It's like, but sure, I mean, if if that's what you, then they did it well. I mean, you know, I don't even know how they how they, at, but I don't. <laughs> uh, you know, he was good in the role. It's just that there was too much of him. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the problem. It's just I told Clarence that I just need a kind of the movie with just. <laughs> just Austin I was Bell. trying to think what that accent reminded me of. And you know, Rocky and Bullwinkle show, <laughs> Mr. Wizard, the third character, Drizzle, oh, Drizzle, yeah. Drizzle, Drizzle, Drizzle. <laughs> that was the accent. He's a wizard accent. Well, that was the thing is Rocky. nobody knew where Colonel Tom Parker was from. They just had no idea where what country he was from. He just had yeah. this weird accent and he called himself Colonel Tom Parker, but he was great at selling poor little Elvis Presley, you know, and he just... Um, ran him into the ground like a racehorse. It's a really sad story, actually, Elvis's story. And I think it's just one of those things that, you know, you're if you're caught up in it, you're caught up in it, you know? And if you stop to think about it, there are enough imperfections that it can, you know, it cannot necessarily be a, a good cinematic experience for you. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I, I like I have enough that I really, really want to see it a second time. Well, I'll time. tell you, the, the thing to see a second time is <laughs> Austin Butler in those black leather pants. Like, I'm just saying. 
when he when he's doing the Christmas it's everything, special. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that is like ooh. The okay. physicality of <laughs> better than the, than the than the other. He really embodies the physicality incredibly. Oh, I know he does. I know he's so <laughs> sexy. Oh, um, all right. So and he's so young, but. <laughs> Isn't he like 30 years old or not? I don't know. Is I'm not sure. He's in his 20s. Um, oh, okay. All right. So I'm going to go to Michael Patterson. So the first thing that's going to happen is we're going to get to Venice, right? Venice Film Festival right. starts first. And we know that White Noise is playing there and White Noise is playing in Toronto. I don't know that White Noise is oh. playing at Venice. Oh, no. It's, it's New York and Venice. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. It's just, it's just New York. No, and it opens Venice. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So then we move to 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 uh, to Telluride starts while Venice is in progress, and then does Toronto start a New York Film Festival next? Toronto, I Tor- think. Toronto's the eighth. Okay. Uh, opens. And um, New York was opening both those festivals. Yeah, you're right. White Noise is opening Venice. She's right. I I was mistaking it for um, something else. Yeah, so I I guess my point is, like, as we, in the next maybe three months or whatever, we're going to pretty much have our whole Oscar race. Because we don't have movies coming out that aren't inside a festival like we would have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Avatar will be an interesting one to see how that plays. Right. You know? Uh, you know, and I think the whale is the whale going to Toronto. I can't remember. There was one or two that are not, and yeah, I'm not going to remember now. All right, so I'm looking at Michael Patterson's Telluride uh, mm-hmm. predictions, and he has these are his ten best bets that he thinks are going to go. This was oh. written August fourth, five days ago. So number one, Bardo. Number two, Tar. Number three, Bones and All. Four, Armageddon, which they've already all seen in Cannes. Five, Close, which also they saw in Cannes. Six, After Sun. Don't know what that is. Seven, One Fine Morning. Eight, Mm. The Sun. Nine, She Said. And ten, The Pale Blue Eye. That's what he thinks. So She Said's the biggest mystery, I think, of all of those. You mean whether it'll go or not, or? Yeah, there's, it's, I think, I think he's pretty spot on with all those. She said it'll be the big, it's just very curious how it's been covered, I guess, so far. There's no real sign one way or the other for it. And then below it, it says, and here are the new and significantly altered 10. So I don't know what that means, (laughs) but he's basically got one fine morning, women talking, broker, Holy Spider, The Wonder, Empire of Light, Good Night, Oppie, Bardo, Tar, Bones and All, Armageddon, The Pale Blue Eye, Compassionate Spy, Ghost, After Sun. I'm going to be really mad if Emperor Empire of Light isn't there. <laughs> That's like the only one I, I want to I see. I think Empire of Light will be there. I think yeah. Be. That's the Oscar movie I have my eye on. That's the Belfast yeah. of this. Of That's... That year. I, that, w- that would be the one, and I know we have a Twitter question on that later, but that would have been the one that I would be most excited about as well. Yeah. I forgot about Twitter to ask questions on there. Yeah. We'd no, I did. Instead. Yep. Oh, smart. Okay, thanks. Um, no, Mark reminded me, so I can't. <laughs> <talk>. <laughs> okay, and smart. and I don't know who reminded me because I had a stroke <laughs> and don't remember anything, so <laughs> who, kn- who knows? It came from somewhere. Right? Oh, Mark. We'll, we'll give you a couple of weeks to use that one as an excuse. I know. Oh, yeah. We're going gonna, gonna to give you a moratorium on that. <laughs> I, I get it through Telluride, at least. You're okay. not supposed to have a stroke. You're Superman. Well, maybe being Superman means I can have a stroke and not have any lingering effects. How <laughs> maybe, about that? Maybe. Are your kids worried? Um, my younger son was here. He was the one that called 911 because I was incapable. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it was rough for him, but you know, they're, they're fine. Aw, so sweet. Um, all right. So, and then, you know, Toronto is going to have a whole bunch of movies and we're all yeah. just going to like hear it. It's going to be like a splooge fest yeah. on Twitter. And then they'll come out with the audience award, which everybody is going to be waiting for. That's going to be the big. Yeah. You it'll know, be interesting. To see which one. So basically he's saying that 
she said in one list and women talking in another list. I would bet on women talking. Oh, please I'm let not, it be. I'm not said. sure about she said. <laughs> Why? Women, women talking, that looks like a big player to me. Do you not think so? Have you read the book? The book? Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't read. I, I actually, I downloaded the book because Marshall is doing like an Oscar book club. And so I, I saw oh, that. He, yeah. And so I saw that because I've already read White Noise. And, okay. um, and then Clarence is reading or read White Noise too. So I downloaded uh, Women Talking, but uh, I'm sorry to say I couldn't uh, finish it because okay. when they say women talking, they mean. <laughs> Women that's talking. what it is, right? Yeah, that's yes, what I've heard. It's just like what that's is. what the movie is. Women talking, and, and there's nothing. Even... They don't do anything else but just talk, and that's the entire movie. Is it? But it's, it's not even talking and I, about the. And I mean, who wants to listen to women talking? No, right? but I mean, it's <laughs> kidding, kidding. It's just uh, it's an interesting. So so this thing happens to them at this terrible camp, which or not camp, mm. but they're they're Mennonites, right? So. Right. They, and, and it's in uh, and to add to that to the fun. It's in Bolivia, right, or someplace. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. Bolivia. Is it? Is okay, it? Yeah. It seemed like America in the book. I oh, know. really? Oh, maybe yeah. they. Well, I, I don't. Th- I. I the think synopsis. the book is in Bolivia. Maybe the movie is in America. Well, maybe the, movie, the real the life thing happened in Bolivia. Okay. The movie synopsis on IMDb says um, a group of women in an isolated Mennonite religious colony in Bolivia as they hmm. struggle to reconcile their faith with a string of sexual assaults committed by the colony's men. Uh, yeah. When you're in an isolated religious colony, it doesn't matter what country you're in, really. They're all alike. <laughs> That's weird because it didn't seem like Bolivia in the book. It seemed like, Ooh. but it could have just been me putting my mind because I drove across uh, a lot. See, of- that's what I thought too. I was I was surprised to find that it was Bolivia. I was going to correct somebody on the site because they said because they said that it was a who wants to see a movie about the Amish, and so I was going to like, jump in like well actually, <laughs> but I decided not actually, to do that. Actually, <laughs> but the the thing is is that this happens to them, and it's it's interesting that it happens to them. It's a horrible story, you know. They they're yeah. these poor sad horny dudes, you know, drug them. Mm. rape them and then they wake up raped and everybody goes about their business and and they do finally catch them because some of the girls force themselves to stay awake Mm. but that's not what the movie's about but they try to gaslight but they try to i mean is this is it a spoiler to say what what they what they think or what they're told they think they think they're being raped by a demon right i think at first it is but i think yeah i think that see i think this is all at least the book is it starts with that's the pre- the setup, but the yeah. movie is them talking about it, mm-hmm. not the story. Like it could be an interesting thriller if it was about what was happening mm-hmm. to them. But yeah, the but they're talking is, about what they're going to do about it because now that they've already figured it out, right? Kind of, kind oh, of. Okay, it goes on a really long time, mm-hmm. so it it lost my interest. But I, I should probably go back and try to finish it if I can. But, it, I mean, women talking is really women talking. Like, it's not anything more than that. But um, it's also written from a male character's point of view. Um, he's in Oh, love. that well, can't be right. No, and that was one of the oh. reviews. And actually, if you read the Audible reviews... They're all pretty critical of it because of that. Like, they don't like the fact yeah. that it's... Not that yeah. I personally cared. Like, I, I just would have been grateful for any sort of plot. But, <laughs> you know, um, but, yeah. So, it's not like it goes inside the heads of the women. It's just sort of like, this happened to them. This is them talking. It could be good. It could be great. But I think she said to me sounds a little more up my alley, more interesting plot-driven thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's Francis McDormand, and who else is in this? Who else is talking? And also, if it's in, <laughs> <laughs> um, if it's in Bolivia, it's and yeah. the, why is it Francis McDormand? Like, is she going to do it? Is it right? That's what I thought. They're, that's they're that's men, why, I, I think they're mission missionaries. Oh, like they're night missionaries. Gotcha. So Uh-oh. they're not. But it's, Bolivia. it's Sarah Pauly. I, I didn't realize that. Okay, it's that Sarah Pauly who who did the um, uh, what was the documentary she did that was amazing. Stories, uh, thing, we, stories tell. we tell. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. very good. Uh, but it's got Jesse Buckley, uh, Rooney Mara, Claire Foy, Francis McDormand. I'm Ben Wishaw, who I assume is playing one of the the men that do uh, bad things. 
No, he's probably the narrator, dude. See, those yeah, seem like I, I mean, I, I had maybe I don't know. I guess the costumes or something, but they don't really seem like Mennonites to me. None of these actresses really seem like they would be. Yeah. Um, believable as Mennonites, but I maybe. can see Francis McDormand. Yeah, I can true. really see this movie laid out. I can just see them sitting there with their hands in their laps and their little bonnets, <laughs> looking up all shyly and then talking quietly. Remember that movie with Kate Winslet and uh, Saoirse Ronan? Remember that? Oh gosh, and, no, and, and I, I, yeah, that's uh-huh. what I think yeah. of when I think of this movie. <laughs> Except for the uh, <laughs> yeah hot sex. Except for that one five minute scene. Yeah, the Mennonites are not going to do that. Oh, God. <laughs> can't can't not, hope for that. It's not going to get, uh, get that uh, fresh facial glush, <laughs> whatever thing is going on with Kate Winslet's face at that moment. <laughs> I was like, just, just go for Sorry. it, man. <laughs> Cinema verite. Um, yes. <laughs> I actually love that movie. I thought it was really great. I was surprised it didn't get talked about more. I don't. I just don't think people saw it. They had no idea it had this like really graphic (laughs) sex scene in the middle of it. (laughs) If only they knew. (laughs) That's right. They would sit through the rest of it. No, I actually liked that movie too. I liked it. I don't think that this movie's going to have that much excitement going on. Um. (laughs) Oh, it is. Sorry. I think it's MGM's big player, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, think- I, I would be excited about it had I not tried to read the book. But, you know, the book's not always the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so. Yeah, that's like, I mean, think about There Will Be Blood. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, based on oil, and, and it's like not at all based on oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has like and, the same uh, name, and that's it. And, right. you know, we'll go into it with an open mind if it does play at Telluride. And, and what will happen is... Um, Sasha and I won't have Mark there to shame us if we <laughs> all know. of a sudden halfway through it say, I can't stand uh, Olivia Coleman right now. I really want to uh, get out of this. <laughs> the other thing is that Mark, like Clarence and I tend to be like, I only want to see that one movie I want to see. And Mark will see everything. That's the yeah, difference. Like I, I tend to not want, I'd rather hang out with my dogs, <laughs> but I have to, we have to force ourselves now in Mark's stead. We have to just see everything. We have to you try. You can do it. I, I believe in you. You can, I never you went up the gondola. Oh, you'll you have to. You have to try. You have to do it one time. Yeah, for sure. It's worth um, doing anyway, just I'm to sorry. do it. Got it's us ex- off track. I apologize. That's no, okay. Good. It's exhausting thinking about Telluride. It's exhausting going to Telluride. But it's it fun. is. It is definitely exhausting. What about Fablemans? Do you think it's going to Telluride? Any chance? No, I don't. I don't. Oh, why not? Well, I mean, it's it's supposed to be a premiere, a world premiere at uh, at Toronto, right? But apparently, I mean, they did Belfast that with with Belfast, too. yeah. Oh, hmm. There's always one sneak surprise movie at Telluride, right? Isn't there always like a, 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 a yeah? I mean, for the most part, they're all surprises because they don't tell you till the day of officially. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. kind of read the tea leaves of what's premiering here and there, and is it a national premiere, world premiere? But yeah, the Fablemans, I don't know. I I don't know. That'd be interesting. And I hope for your guys' sake, that'd be a huge one to get. It would my be. My guess is the Yeah. My guess is the big one is Babylon. And then I'll hate you guys forever. I know. And then we, we have to miss <laughs> our first Damien Chazelle movie oh together. God. Yeah. If it's if it, if if it's Babylon, I will I will be very uh excited to hear what you guys think because that's that's the one I'm most translation. To. I'll be really pissed. I'll, no, I mean, I can't. I can't be pissed. I'm, I, I'm, I know. I, I want know, it to be a terrific festival for you guys, and Aww. I'll because listen, I'm gonna. I want to see these movies too eventually, mm. right? So, I, yeah. so I hope they're all terrific. Yes, all you need to do is just get the uh, Hollywood Critics Association to arrange for a private screening <laughs> for you, like you had. There oh, you let's go. say last year. Licorice pizza. Yes, there you go. And the Critics' Choice. So here's the thing. Um, Joey and Megan and Shadon are all going to Toronto. So we'll have to do a podcast with them. They're all going to be seeing all these movies before any of us. They're all going to see like Fablemans and, you know, all the Toronto stuff. They're going to be seeing it. So they're going to be stepping up their Oscar game pretty soon. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. To pick their brains. Yeah, I'm hoping that I'll get to see some of these movies here in L.A. Sometimes they do tandem screenings. It depends. Usually they hunt you down to make you see a movie. Now, we have to talk about another film I think that's important. Um, I love that movie. Okay. So, I liked 
right. I liked it too. Favorite movie of the year so far. Oh. Is it really? Yeah, it's my number two. That's uh, yeah, that's, is it? it's terrific. Yeah, I liked it. Really liked it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Sasha. <laughs> No, Sasha, you saw it. You just you saw it. You... I I am not a fan, but I think that okay. it's great that we have three fans on the site. I think they'll be happy with that. Yeah, um, yeah. reviewed it. I think right. I did, and then I I covered it a little bit uh, while yeah. I was in uh, Nantucket because it was playing there. So I wrote a little bit on it too. So they've got That's some good. good good coverage. We can we can do more. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely. I uh, it wasn't my thing at all, um, but I, I liked the uh, uh, the kid, the autistic kid. Was, yeah. That was my favorite yeah, she's part. Great. Of it. Yeah, um, I it lost me at the part where um, she. I mean, he's funny and everything. He's fine, but the movie to me seemed like very much like a a, a young man's point of view of life of things that he just yeah. didn't quite understand yet. And one of those things was the Dakota Johnson character who. She was good. Like her performance oh, I was good. She was great. Yeah. But after she has a miscarriage, he has her straddle him and start making out with him. Like there is zero chance in a million years any woman who just had a miscarriage would do that. You would never, ever engage in any sort of, you'd be, your body is in shock and trauma. Right. So you wouldn't do that. So that was, that was partly the thing that kind of, threw me off and I couldn't quite get, get back on track with that. But, you know, I appreciate it. I thought it was fine. It's a little soft for me. Like, uh, um, I'm getting a little bit sick of sort of soft movies by now. Like I'd like to see more hard (laughs) movies. I'd like to see some more interesting, hard edged, you know, I'm kind of getting sick of like good people all the time and good people. Well, you like bones and all's about a couple of cannibals, a couple of Maybe, yeah. Maybe. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully. I started be... to read that club. I started to read that, and I thought, I can't really do that. I don't know how they're going to make this movie. I don't know how, how it can be. A... Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not really looking forward to that one, actually. I, I'm, I guess what I mean is I'm kind of looking for more sort of gritty, something like Wolf of Wall Street. You know, like that's the kind of thing that mm-hmm. I'd really be interested in seeing right now, something that's very... Um, you know, I'm just old, right? I'm an old person. I know. And, <laughs> and then the cha-cha real smooth is just, right. I'm too old for it, you know, like a not. Right. But that's okay. Like a Nostrum lot of people movie. like it. But right. But Prey is a good, is a good, is a action movie. It's a good horror action movie. Yeah, I heard if you that. If you're in the, but, uh, yeah. It's excellent. Michael recommended that. He said, you really like that. So I'll definitely check uh-huh. that one out. Yeah, he yeah, loved it. I think it. you will. It's like, it's, it's almost like alien level. Yeah, that's what he was oh, saying. Really? Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. Like, that's one of the great movies of all time. I don't know that I'd put it there, but I was not oh. expecting much from it. And yeah, but it, yeah, it's one of those movies like you don't you don't go into it expecting much because the Predator franchise, at its best, hasn't been that great, and it really is pretty great. It was a fun little um, action film, and I, I mean, yeah, for ranking the Predator movies, I, I'd probably put it right behind the original one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and a stroke move it back in time to like seventeen. Yeah, it's just amazing that they that they even had that idea. Yeah, it's a smart idea. Well, versions of I think there's a, a version where Comanche, you know, a Comanche soundtrack. Yeah. yeah, I still think the best movie, one of the best, other than Elvis and Top Gun Maverick. Those those I think are two of the best movies I saw this year. But the other one I really liked was um, Watcher. I don't oh, know if yeah. you guys have seen that movie, but that I really I liked that. That was very, very well done. Interesting film. Um, okay. I've seen it like three times now. Like I really, no it's kidding. a very wow. solid thriller. Yeah, no, it's good. It's it's very well directed. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you see um, everything everywhere all at once? I made it through. <laughs> I, I tried four times. So I finally got to the that end. Means no, no, I I like I, I appreciate it. You know, I can I can okay. say that, right. but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's good about it and I think there's not so, it's not really for me to say, cause it's not really my kind of movie, but, um, I appreciated what they were trying to do. I thought it was interesting, but also torturous. <laughs> I think that it's, um, it's a, it's a movie. It's like Elvis, you know, it either sweeps you up in it and you're involved yeah. in it totally, or it doesn't, you know, and that's what I think about it. So I don't really want to past judgment i can't really say it's a bad movie it is it does well what it wants to do what it intends to do um i think that that the only thing about it is that 
ultimately I found it to be not very deep, sort of, you know, a, a visual experience and a virtual reality experience, a, you know, multiverse experience and all that's great and everything, but it doesn't really take you very far into that. Um, mm. It doesn't necessarily, it doesn't really blow your mind. You know, it's sort of a, an interesting look at a woman's life, you know, and there are a lot of, I like Michelle Yeoh, I thought was incredible. She was yeah. the best thing about it, but um, so uh, what do you guys think? Like, who who has any ideas? Do, do you have any sort of instincts about Best Picture? How you think it's going to go? Like, what kind of, of year course. do you think this is going to be? So go ahead, Mark. Let it roll. <laughs> Let it rip. Well, I mean, I I know as much as anyone right now, but you, you know, I it's in. The, I think we're wired this way to to mm-hmm. be thinking that yeah, you know, what what will be the players? So. Um, I know originally I think you wanted to talk about um, how we evaluate the race from this far yes. out. Like what do we look at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you just had a really great piece about how lead actor is tied to it and, and with it also screenplay, mm-hmm. um, you know, as far as the nominations go. Um, when it, you know, before we see it, though, I, I can't base it on a performance or, or how it's written because I, uh, I don't read like I mentioned earlier. Um <laughs> Hey man, ever since cell phones, I'd rather be playing games on my phone. No, I man. get you. I get I, you. I'm a, I'm addicted to competition. Yeah, yeah. Um, so which is probably why I had a strip. Oh. Um, but here, I, here's here's my five. I have five components that I that I put into it when evaluating before you see most of them. Which is who's directing it. To me, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I want to know who the director is. Um, the studio that's releasing it, I think, is good to know. Yep. Um, the cast, like the pedigree of the cast, these, you know, bigger casts, a lot of times, you know, sometimes you have movies like, um, Gucci where it's, you know, it's not the case, but, uh, if, if there's a lot of actors involved, you, you know, as we all know, the acting branch makes up the biggest percentage of the Academy. So, um, if it's an actor's film that bodes well often, um, and then plot summary, like what's it about? Does it sound timely and, and whatnot? And, and that timeliness is kind of my fifth one, timeliness and just gut, gut feeling or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's, that's what I kind of put into it um, at this, at this, you know, this far out. Then once the festivals get going, normally I'll be able to see the movies and um, have an opinion that way this year. I'll be, um, you know, living vicariously for a couple months, probably before we get the films in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, how does the, how do crowds react to it? Especially places like Toronto, you know, you mentioned earlier, the audience award that is, I think it has a streak right now, of like 13 out of 14 years or something. The audience winner was nominated for picture. So, um, you know, that's a, a big, uh, precursor component to look at. And, and on. what about you? What do you guys look for? Uh, and but so with all that said, what movies are you you're looking at? Like, what are oh. your? Um, I still have the Fablemans number one. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to root for Spielberg. And yeah. you know, I think the Academy, if I'm not mistaken, they they seem to like West Side Story maybe more than we expected them to. I think it did pretty well, right? Um, I know a lot of people were predicting him to miss out on the nomination, and he got in. Last year, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, I mean he's he's uh, yeah. he's a uh, um, he's he's where Ryan, you're going to have to help me out with this. There are some directors who have won yeah. best director twice yep. and not three times, and three times and four times. John Ford's the only one who's won three. Uh, I mean four, and then yep. three would be is it George Stevens? Yeah, I think it's George Stevens, William Wyler, William I want to say, was three. one of them. And so in the two pile would be uh, yeah. Ang Lee, who's won Best Director twice with no Best Picture. And he shares that with somebody else. There's another famous director who's won two but never won Best Picture. It's I think it's Ang Lee, isn't it? That's Ang Lee, Lee but then there's another said. one that he shares. Oh, I'm sorry. It. No, that's okay. Everyone, and, then, and maybe it's on my end because people are cutting out. Oh, sorry. And then Spielberg is has two Best Director wins and one with Best Picture. But he's okay. kind of okay. in the place of where Meryl Streep it uh, was. He's yeah. sort of overdue by now yeah, because he's right. made so many great movies and he is Steven Spielberg. And right. he has so many nominations um, for the DGA. He is the single most revered person in Hollywood. Um, and yeah. so he's overdue. 
And so he's yep. ready for another yep. win. I could see that happening. Yeah, that's so it's hard not to put that up front for, for right now. And then, you know, the other ones that I have, I'll just give you my top five if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, Babylon, because I'm a Damien Chazelle stan. Yeah. Um, women talking. I mentioned I thought that had a a chance to be big. I, 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 you know, the way the last few best picture races have gone, um, I, I think Sarah Pauly's might be the woman this year to bet on. Um, Amsterdam, which is the new, um, David O. Russell. Yeah. David O. Russell film. Great cast. It looks fun. Um, and then Barda, which is in your film, I believe. So that's my, those are the five that I have the highest ranked right now. All right. That's good. I'm going to go with uh, my criteria is the same, but I tend to look at director, actor. Um, is it a male driven story? How popular is the male, um, either the character that they mm. play or the actor themselves? Like, yeah. for instance, Leonardo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street. That was a pretty yeah. much a slam dunk because of that. That that does seem to drive the best picture race. So with that, I would have Elvis in my top five for sure. Um, the Fablemans because it's um, I almost said Springsteen, <laughs> but because it's Spielberg. <laughs> um, and then Bardo, of course, because Netflix is going to have something in the top five, whether it's Bardo or White Noise. It's going to be one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Avatar is probably getting in there. He's going to be a best director contender probably. Um, so if you look at best director, you're looking at, you know, you look at the giants, right? You look at Spielberg. Um, just said in the last one you mentioned, you cut out a little bit. I didn't hear. Oh, is it cutting out? Is it me? Am I the no, drama? I, 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 it's, Am I cutting I out? Oh, shit. I hope it's not me. Damn. No, I hear you. Just yeah. the one time. It's just the, the one. I didn't catch what the last, oh, last um, movie that you mentioned. I, I, I was just saying that. Best best picture for me is is usually driven by director or actor, or sometimes most of the time both. So I would have mm-hmm. Elvis for sure in my top five for best picture because Austin Butler is going is the front runner for best actor, and then I would move down to Avatar because Jim Cameron is such a titan. So best director gives you Spielberg, it gives you Jim Cameron, it gives you probably Inaritu, who's a two time back to back best director winner. Wow. That's three. Um, and then what else are we looking at here? I think that, uh, the greatest beer run I think is going to do good. That's, um, not with the director necessarily, but I think it's going to be a best picture contender. I'm not even looking at a list. I should be. Um, you have to consider, uh, Sam Mendes and empire of light and Sam Mendes empire of light. And then I have a feeling that Todd field could oh. rise with his uh, tar just because he's so popular and well liked. I'm looking yeah. at the uh, Telluride list on Michael Patterson's site, and I'm not seeing a lot of Best Picture contenders here. The Sun is going to be a contender for picture, but mm-hmm. probably not director. I think you're right that they want to pick a woman, so they're going to pick some woman. But whether it's Sarah Polly or Maria Schrader, um. Or somebody else is hard like to Olivia, say. Olivia, Olivia Wilde for "Don't Worry, Darling." Perhaps no. No, I heard that. Think. heard some bad buzz about that one. Yeah, yeah, mm. that one's toxic. Apparently, it's being what is it, Clarence? They're moving it around or something. There's. Yeah, well, they delayed it a year. Um, they blamed the pandemic, but then they sh- they did reshoots down low, um, extensive reshoots from what I've heard, and uh, I think it's it's. And there's a lot of drama a bit between uh, Florence Pugh and uh, Olivia Wilde because wow. of who Florence Pugh is dating. They're friends with Jason Sudeikis, and and Florence Pugh is reportedly uh, refusing to do press for it. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's a lot okay. of drama. Damn. It is a lot of well, drama. That, and I that just think that's going to sink the movie. That's that's one of Warner Brothers' films, so I guess if that's out of the picture, then Elvis has even better shot because they'll probably focus there. That looked really good, though. Yeah, I, I think it looks awesome. I was and I so thought, And I, I think Pew was going to be my, uh, when I updated my predictions, I was going to be Pew to number one. Huh. But I guess maybe not. 
Do I have number one? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking um, about best actress, and I was I was getting kind of yeah. tangled up in that. I wasn't sure. Um, yeah. How that's going to go? Best actress, like a, uh, Austin Butler, is a pretty good, um, solid front runner right now for best actor. Obviously, he has challenge challengers, but for best actress, I don't know that there is a. I mean, you got Kate Blanchett with Tar. Yeah, you know? she looked uh, she looked pretty amazing in that. There's the two Olivia women. Coleman. Yep. Olivia Regina Coleman. King is in a, is in one called Shirley, where she plays a uh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think uh, a real life politician i think um sure so that yeah surely chisholm right i also my my gut call out out back in april uh, which is the last time i updated my acting ones was naomi aki for i want to dance with somebody she's playing whitney houston mm-hmm. um so i you never know with something like that especially if she does her own singing maybe we have like yeah. an elvis and whitney houston right. pairing for and, and what if it was Anna Diarmas and it was Elvis in Maryland? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, um, fantastic. The Woman King is also something for Best Actress, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. And then there's Jennifer Lawrence in Causeway. Who knows, right? Like right. That's, um, Somebody's going to come out of uh, women talking, I would imagine. Yeah, and I think. What I know about Steven Spielberg's life, his mother was very oh, yeah. eccentric and. Michelle Williams. Um, yeah, so if she plays it that way, from what I've heard, like uh, then then that could be a very strong contender. I wonder if best she... actress seems a lot more competitive, a lot more. I mean, I can really only think of likely possibilities, really possible at the moment. I mean, let's driver and and uh, Austin Butler and uh, the whale. The, the... Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Bill Nye got pretty good uh, raves out of um, Sundance for Living. A Hugh Jackman, the son. Yeah. Um, but there's. And you got Colin Firth with Empire of Light. Colin you never know. Firth, yeah. And Colin Farrell for for the the yeah. movie he's doing with what's his name. I think that it's a, um, an interesting year, but I look at a lot of these movies, movie titles, and I have no idea what they are. Like, what is, for instance, yeah. Moving On by um, what's his name from, you know. The Whites Brothers, Paul White's Moving On, world premiere. Like, what's that movie? Like, I have no idea. So, you know, there's obviously yeah, a lot either. that we, we don't know. Um, it's I got a good cast. It's got uh, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Malcolm McDowell, and Richard Roundtree. Does it have a plot? What's the plot? Uh, it says, two old friends reconnect at a funeral and decide to revenge on the widower who messed with them decades before. Hmm. It's a comedy. Oh, well, there you okay. go. Okay. Yep. So that, uh, yeah. Well, all right. Should we do questions? I think we're just sort of yeah. rambling. I'm sorry. I, I meant, I, I wanted this to be a little more organized, but I, I didn't really think it through before we started. That's we're shaking off the rust for the regular <laughs> yes, season, as we exactly. call it. This is the preseason. Mm-hmm. You is. know, this is why you practice. And then we'll be, we'll be in top form by Telluride, I'm sure. Okay. Good, um, good plan. Before we jump to questions, I did want to point out, you know, just to Mark had, I think, had a brilliant prediction back in mm. April with uh, Naomi Aki for I Want to Dance with Somebody because the film is written by Anthony McCartan, who wrote yeah. Two Popes, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Darkest Hour, Theory of Everything. Wow. It's his last four movies. Three of those want, had Oscar <laughs> winning performances, and The Two Popes yeah. got two nominations. And wow. Stanley Tucci, Stanley Tucci is playing uh, Clive Davis. Yeah. Oh wow. That's pretty awesome. That's yeah. that's like perfect casting. <laughs> and that one doesn't Davis. and it's directed by Cassie Lemons, um, who is yeah. you know, ludicrous ludicrously overdue for some kind of attention um mm-hmm. after directing uh, Eve's Bayou. Yeah. Um I just it's wonder Whitney, where this is right? gonna be yeah. But i I the thing is I don't know if she's gonna be allowed to sing yeah. herself, um, because Whitney Houston okay. is so specific with There's her voice. No way. Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe, like maybe do something like they did with um, Austin Butler, where he did sing. She sings some of it, but she doesn't sing some. Yeah. I don't know because they, they makes, kind of mixed sense. his voice in there. Well, her, um, she, but I don't know where it premieres. That's the thing. They haven't they haven't listed where it's coming. And maybe I think it seems like an AFI thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Whitney Houston, yeah, and you could see that performance going all the way for sure. Like that would be. Um, pretty incredible, but we, we have no idea how it's going to go. I don't know how they're going to tell. Like, for instance, with 
uh, Aretha Franklin's story, um, as you all know, I loved and, and went it all in for, but, but they did try to include too much into that story. And I don't know if what they're going to focus on with Whitney Houston, or are we going to watch her decline? Like, is it going to be, you know, the sad Whitney Houston's life? Are they going to go into that part of it, the tragic part? Well, you know? the, the IMDb uh, plot says the joyous, emotional, heartbreaking celebration of the life and music of Whitney Houston, the greatest female R&B pop vocalist of all time, tracking her journey from obscurity to musical superstardom. So it sounds more like the rise. Yeah, because there is some, I, you know, as I recall, there is some conflict in, in how people want to tell her story. As I, people, a lot of her family and close uh, friends don't necessarily want to focus on the the drug addiction part of her story and would prefer to focus just on the amazing talent that she was. And I can t- totally understand why they'd want to do that. Her story is incredible. The documentary that was made about her recently is just absolutely brilliant. Must watch. She was she was incredible, like her voice. And, and that's the thing is you can't make a movie about Whitney Houston and not have her voice in it. You just can't. I, and Jennifer Hudson was a once in a lifetime match for Whitney, uh, for uh, Aretha. You know that just doesn't happen very often. But uh, I, I doubt it's going to happen here. But you never know. I mean, I guess we'll see, right? Yeah, never know. I think it's just a, it's it's a stronger possibility than I think a lot of people are giving it credit for. Um, so we 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 got three questions. I mean, that's uh, I was late um, <laughs> submitting the the tweet. We have to think but, of this uh, sooner. Yes, we do. Um, let's start with uh, Scott Kernan. Our buddy um, Scott. Hi, Scott. Loyal friend. <laughs> uh, his question is, with Empire of Light from Mendes, Women Talking from Sarah Polly, Bardo from Inaritu, and Tar from Field, all confirmed for Telluride, which of the four would you want to see first? For him, it would be between Bardo and Women Talking. Well, for me, Empire of Light's my number one. It's my Belfast yeah. for that year. So there's nothing I'm looking forward to more than seeing that movie. I don't know why. Every so often I just get like a fixation on a movie that I really want to see that makes me think that's... But, you know, I'll be open to, to seeing anything there. You know, I hope they have, you know, an interesting selection. Bardo sounds interesting. It does. You know, Empire of Light's a little more my my uh, my taste, but... Um. Yeah, I would probably have Empire at Light at number one, Tar at number two, just because of uh, seeing a great, the thrill of seeing a great Kate Blanchett performance. Yes, for sure. And I'm excited she's going to be a Telluride. That'll be nice. I don't her. think uh, I don't think Sam Mendes has made a film that I haven't. Well, I liked Spectre, I guess, but the rest I've loved. I know. And 1917 was like my one of my favorite movies of last decade or two so oh yeah that would so definitely good. that would definitely be my pick too is uh, uh empire of light yeah i'm looking so forward to that uh, Mark, uh, from to me too one? yeah mm-hmm. what what'd you say clarence did you want to take the next question oh yeah sure uh kenny miles asked which documentaries that have been watched have a chance at a best documentary feature nod I think Mark saw Descendant, which is great. Yeah, I saw Descendant at um, Nantucket, and it is great. And it definitely has a a shot. It's hard to say with documentary this far out, I guess, yes. as it is with any category. But documentary especially, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of times the big front runner that we think about all year ends up missing. So um, I think the if I would bet on one right now, I would bet on It Ain't Over. That was the um, – it won the audience award at um, Nantucket for best feature. And it's a documentary about Yogi Berra and it has tons of legendary figures um, of baseball uh, speaking about, you know, the man who is mostly remembered for his quips, like, you know, it, it ain't over till it's over and um, whatnot, but he was also a hell of a catcher and he sometimes is forgotten about on that. End, and it does a really good job talking uh, and covering that. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of good documentaries, the Pez outlaw, was really good. Um, Descendant Fire of Love. Yeah, Fire of Love. I loved that one too. That's a great, great call on that. Um, Endangered was really interesting. It's about um, journalists and um, the danger that they've been put under due to the whole fake news um, era. And you know, people like people are 
have put a lot of these yeah. journalists in danger, you know, their lives in danger. It does a nice job kind of covering that. So, you know, those are a few that I've seen. What about you guys? I saw the only documentary I've seen this year is Riotsville, and I only saw it because the publicist mm. really kind of urged me to see it. And I, I passed it on to David Phillips because I thought he'd be a, a really good person to write about it. It's a very okay. interesting film and something people should see. I don't know how, you know, like there's going to be hundreds of documentaries and it's going yeah. to be, and, and the ones that we like don't necessarily get selected by by the committee, yeah. but Ridesville was about something that I don't think a lot of people knew about. I certainly didn't know. There was a, Ryan, you might know, um, I think it might be a Kentucky thing actually. I, uh, I think it was mm-hmm. in the South. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where they set it up, but they set up a, fake town to practice what it would be like to deal with the uprising um, after one of the, was it Watts or was it, um, was it the, uh, the one Catherine Bigelow, Detroit? It was one of the uprisings and, and they had to have a, a mili- they had to practice a military response. So they built this fake village and they had these people come in and pretend to be rioters and, um, and they're kind of goofing around, you know, because they're not taking it too seriously. But they're, but it is so interesting how they have this crazy military response with these tanks and everything. Like, it's wild. And it's all fake. Like, it's all it's all taking place, like, in the early 70s, I think, or something like that. It was or 60s. Um, and, and so they cover the civil rights movement, but they show this footage of this weird Riotsville situation, these fake sets and everything. <laughs> you should watch it. It's, I think you'll, you'll find it interesting. Um, so that, that's the only one I've seen that, that, you know, has stuck with me that I would recommend. But I, again, like I haven't seen as many as you guys have for sure. Hello. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't seen any, so. Um, <laughs> okay. I haven't seen any either. That's why I was just hoping to. Yeah. Yeah. On to the next question before somebody embarrassed me. By <laughs> <laughs> well, I tend to wait till this stuff gets whittled yeah. down a little bit because yeah. I have very little patience. So. No, me either. Yeah. And there's hundreds of them. There's so many that yeah. they could have right. a 10, a slate of 10 yeah. or yeah. a whole separate Oscars just for the, the documentaries. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, last question we have was from Kflee208. Of the four acting categories, which one do you see being the strongest and which one do you see being the weakest? I mean, it's. I think it's always about actress, right? I mean, yeah. actress, we just rattled off like 10 contenders. <laughs> it has been recently the act best because of the way that the industry has been sort of um, building up these performances around females. I think that that has affected it. And we, we have some incredible parts that are written in movies that are designed around a female performance. And so that's why we get so many really strong a lot of women that make movies want to make movies about women. They don't want to make necessarily movies about men. They make movies with good, strong, central female characters. And so that's why you're seeing, I think, so many more interesting um, females. But um, but in general, the actor category is usually the one with all the heat. But I think this year it does look like it's it's actress, so far yeah. anyway. See, any, any besides the top three that I mentioned earlier... Um, the weakest, you say? Well, the weakest is going to be. I was surprised when Marshall did the charts about which um, category informs Best Picture the most, and the biggest matchup for sure is Supporting Actor. It just has the highest percentage of match with wow. Best Picture. Yeah. yeah, Supporting Actor, like almost as much. So it goes like screenplay, uh, Supporting Actor, I think, and then uh, Director, um, maybe, and then Actor. Actually, I'm not sure where Director fits into that but um best supporting actor you know they have a really really strong correlation between picture and i think why that is is that in the era of the preferential ballot they like to spread the wealth and they like to split up and so uh best picture is going to usually only scoop up one or two more awards and one of the easy awards for them to scoop up is a supporting actor Nod. So, and you know, Mar Hershala Ali obviously took two of those. Right. Um, so the supporting somehow relates to a, a best picture in the era of the expanded ballot, whereas they like to give best actor usually to a movie that isn't winning best picture with the artist in the King's speech, notwithstanding those are the two 
exceptions, but in general, they give best actor to a separate movie, best director to a separate movie, and then they kind of lump best picture in with screenplay and then sometimes supporting actor. Um, so supporting actress, I would say then would have to be the weakest of the four. Okay. It's kind of the, I'm just there performance, you know, not always, but you know, you don't walk into an Oscar season thinking about supporting actress, put it that way. It's sort of the afterthought category. Right. (laughs) Do you have uh, two or three movies? So, so maybe the supporting categories could be a little bit strong by virtue of the fact that we've got these uh, big-name actors in smaller roles. Right, right. Yeah, and we'll just have to see how that goes. But um, yeah. All right, so is that it? Do we have any more questions, or are we done, done? I think that was those were all of the questions. Uh, we'll be better about that. I will be better about that next time um, so that we get a broader array of questions from our listeners. No, me too. Yeah. I didn't even think of it, and I should have, and I'm sorry about that. Well, um, all right. So thank you for listening, everyone. And we're, Mark's going to go get some rest. And <laughs> yep. uh, enjoy the rest of your tu- your. Tuesday night and this will probably post tomorrow so um, alright well it was nice talking, talking with to you guys. guys yeah you too great talking to you guys too it's been too long we'll yeah, figure out another time to the season we'll get we'll get going more and more I'm sure as especially with Telluride and Hopefully. all the festivals yeah alright sounds great okay alright bye bye guys. bye bye all okay thanks for listening to all this and the Oscars too awardsdaily.com's podcast on the Oscar race. You can find more at awardsdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at awardsdaily. And thanks for listening.